Welcome to the Tea Migos Podcast, the show where we talk life while enjoying tea. Today, I talked with Jordan Gill, founder of Jordan and Jane's Tea. Jordan and I discussed herbs and our relationship with them, hemp tea, tea ceremonies, and meditation, the Jordan and Jane's story, and answer the question, who is Jane? Check out Jordan's incredible work on Instagram at Jordan and Jane's, as well as her website, jordanandjanes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. A-N-D-J-A-N-E-S dot com. Remember to use code FRESH, F-R-E-S-H, at checkout for 20% off your order. And enjoy the show. Jordan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hello. Hi. I am so good. How are you? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so good. It's been, I think it's officially spring, I, knock on wood, but I think it's officially spring here in Minnesota. It's like been 70 plus degrees here. I was just working outside in the garden today and it's been, um, yeah, a, a blessing of a, of a weekend. So no That's complaints good. on my end. That's so yeah. nice. I actually saw my very first dandelion this weekend. Oh and I was gosh. like, this is coming. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, it's actually excited to see a dandelion. Most people don't like them, but. Oh, I get so excited to see a dandelion. I see them and I'm like, dandelion cupcakes. I can do like harvest them. They go in my tea. Oh. Like, I love dandelions so much. And so when I saw one yesterday, I was like, dandelion season, it's here. <laughs> now you don't just pick like random ones, right? Or do you? No. Um. I don't like pick them off the street or like okay. off the corners good. and things like that. But if they're in my backyard, I'll pick them out of my backyard. Um, nice. I did that last year. So um, out of my backyard, I picked all these dandelions and washed them and dried them and made dandelion cupcakes. And yeah, um, what's that? They were so good. What, what's the dandelion cupcake like? Oh, oh my gosh. So it is. Um, it's pretty much just a lemon vanilla cupcake. And then you chop up a bunch of dandelions and you put it in the batter. And then when oh you cook God. them, it has like all of these like dandelion pieces. And then I put dandelions on top and cause dandelions are edible. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. um, they, I mean, obviously you could drink them, but you could also eat the flowers. Um, yeah. so I would just like pop one right on top. And some of my friends were kind of like, Oh, I don't want to <laughs> eat that. And I was like, it's good. Like you can eat it. And they, most of them tried it and they really liked it, but, um, yeah, they're fun to make, you know, you just yeah. wash them, you wash them, you dry them, and then you just mix it into the batter and yeah, they're really delicious. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like break time. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And cause I've had dandelion, um, leaf in salad before. Um, I've never, and I've had dandelion root tea, but I've never had like kind of the flower. So, I don't really, I imagine it's, is it kind of sweet, the flower? It actually doesn't have much of a taste to it at all. Okay. Um, it does, it has like, it's not very bitter. It's very mild. It's like, um, it's not, you would think it would be very floral, but it's like a very mild um, sort of, uh, very fresh almost. You mm. know, it's like a very fresh earthy taste, but uh, you mix it yeah. with some lemon and some vanilla and it just, it, it, it tastes good, so. That sounds really good. I might have to do that. And it's, I think it's important that I, I asked you about, like, you're not just picking random ones because obviously uh, I don't want to be eating any, like, glyphosate or anything, any, right. like, weed killer or anything like that. So if people listening don't just go on the street and pick up some random dandelions and do this. Like, make sure 
if it's in your yard, you know what's going in your yard. And yes, safety yeah. first. Make sure there are no chemicals on how that have been sprayed on the dandelions. Making sure that they are from a safe place uh, when you harvest them. Don't just harvest any dandelion. I yeah, definitely agree with that. Yes. <laughs> do you get the roots too? Um, I do. I have before. Um, I haven't okay. very been successful with hmm. drying out the roots quite yet. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm working on it. I use the dandelion leaf in my green goddess tea. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's awesome. I guess since you 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 said it, it's time to to talk about it. So we're actually sharing the green goddess tea today. Yes, we um, are. <laughs> I, like I like I told you before the show, I haven't tasted it yet. This is I'm excited because can you take us through what's in this exactly? Absolutely. Yes. So um, the green goddess tea. Um, I actually, I'll just do a little backstory on my teas and how I started, if that's okay. Um, Go for it, yeah. I'm going to give it a taste. Yes, taste it. Um, So the Green Goddess Tea was actually the third blend that I ever created. So I created Orange Moon and Purple Rain, which are like ones of, Purple Rain is a lavender and a rose tea, and Orange Moon is a citrus and a mint. And I made those, I thought that the flavor profiles would be really nice. And that's how I started, right? And I, um, just like learning about the flavor profiles. Well, Green Goddess came like completely differently. Uh, mm-hmm. Green Green God, Goddess came when I learned uh, how to learn about herbs. It came when mm-hmm. I learned how to do tea meditations and how to find my herb allies and how to find all of these um, different, um, just different ideas with plants instead of just like, oh, orange peel tastes good or lavender smells really good. It, it was different. Um, and so dandelion was actually the first herb I ever meditated with. Um, mm. And it just really stuck home to me. It's one of my herb allies along with Tulsi. And that's yeah. also what's in here. So um, Green Goddess is Tulsi, dandelion, lemongrass, and ginger rose hips. And hemp, of course. Hemp is in awesome. everything that I make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But that's yeah. a, it's a, I could definitely, I love Tulsi. And I typically drink it actually like by itself or with green tea, but this is a really delicious mix. This is like, it definitely hits you with the Tulsi at first and then you get everything like you just said, kind of afterwards, it's like it comes in like a little bit of waves. At least that's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. That's I'm really cool. loving it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. This yeah is so, the, go ahead. Yeah, go on. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say that this is the um, first tea that I created where I had a lot more intention behind what I was creating. Um, that's mm. why Green Goddess is so like important to me is because I had so much intention with, oh, wow, Tulsi speaks to me in this way. And dandelion makes me feel like held and like makes me feel like dandelion's like my brother in an herb. If I could, if I could pick, put my brother in a plant, it would be dandelion. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, wait, do you actually have a brother? I do. He's have a you dad. told him this? Um, he, I think I've mentioned it. He probably doesn't understand what I'm saying. I was like, does, what's his perception of that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would understand. Um, I think it's a compliment, but it might be taken as offense. <laughs> dandelion, you think I'm a weed? It's like, no, I think mm-hmm. you're like this strong, strong flower that just like blooms out of nowhere. And you just yeah. be like, I don't know, dandelion's just really nice. And Tulsi is my herb ally too. So, Yeah, I like that you yeah. call them allies. That's yeah, because that's, nice. that's what they are. They you know they're yeah. plants that like bring you through life. Like, what plants can you 
relate to and rely on, you know, Mm -hmm. what, like when you're feeling really down, what do you, what do you turn to? And a lot of people turn to maybe lavender or chamomile or things like Mm -hmm. that without really recognizing that might, that could be their herb ally. Yes. And they don't know that because they, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, that's the beauty of, of learning. And I was, uh, with some, some herbalists before and they were using the term working with an herb rather than like using or incorporating. And I was like, that's really nice because it's like one, yeah, you're treating it like a friend or like an ally or like just something that you're going to be partnering with rather than just taking advantage of or using. And exactly. And I, I really like that because it kind of takes an intention and puts it into the tea, which I don't do all the time, but it's something that I've also been practicing, especially recently. And it's really nice. It's really nice when you start to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's how I got in, involved in tea making to begin with. Um, yeah. Was, was learning. I just, I became very passionate about learning what these herbs can say, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, like every herb yeah. has a language and has something to say and has something to, they were, they were here way before us. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they were here and way be around, before us. Yeah. Way and they'll be around when, <laughs> when we're dead, they'll still be blooming and still be flourishing. And yes, it's, and uh, they yeah. don't need us. We need them. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And it's, uh, I don't and like you said, there's just different. I mean, you, if you want to say different languages, each one of them speaks. Like in the body, it's like I've always said with Tulsi, um, I've experienced when I when I drink it. Like you said, it's kind of like a warm, like a warm, like hug type thing. And I get it actually like down my spine, like near my neck. That's like where I like warm up, kind of around there, like and like feel the shoulders like relax. And it's yeah, yeah it's it's really sense. nice. Yeah. Tulsi is really, I think, Tulsi is a great herb by itself um, mm-hmm. com- compared with anything. I mean, Tulsi is um, very underlooked, I think. I actually saw your story um, and I saw that um, you posted a story, I think, today on Do You Know About Tulsi? And I think mm-hmm. only half the people knew about it. And I was yep. like, that's so interesting. Like, Tulsi is my favorite herb. <laughs> How does it, yeah, know? <laughs> I know? Right? I will, and it's one of those, I'll be honest, I didn't, I only discovered last year i'm like a year into knowing really what tulsi is and i think it's because a tea company actually sent me some tulsi green tea and i was like hmm what's this and it was and i like dove into it i'm like oh my gosh this is a really awesome herb i love the taste the taste was something like i've never experienced which can maybe you can help this is a personal thing because i need help when people ask me like what is tulsi taste like I have like the hardest time describing it because it's such a unique flavor and Mm -hmm. I try to compare it, but it really can't be compared. So I'd go to the feeling. I'm like, well, it makes me feel this. Like, I don't know. Can you help? Like, what would, how would you say if I asked you, what does Tulsi taste like? If you asked me what it, what Tulsi tasted like, uh, so there's, I don't know if people listening know this, but there are many different types of basils. So um, there could be a Rama holy basil, which tastes completely different from a Tulsi holy basil. Mm. Tulsi is like the bubble gum of basil is the way I like to describe yeah, it. That's good. It's very sweet, but still like that very minty basil earthy taste, but it's like yes. sweet and, yes. um, but not like overpowering sweet, like Mm-mm. 
but that's it's the bubble gum of basil. So actually, I was at an apothecary and they explained it to me. And when I had it, I was like, that is spot on. That, she got I'm, that one. Yep, I'm going to steal that for sure. Because yeah. I've, like I said, this has been now probably since I've drank it and since I've been telling people about it, like, oh, what's it like? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but it does this and it makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but the bubble gum, that's so good. Because, yeah, like you said, there's a sweetness to it. And then there's like a mintiness, but it also kind of has similar to like other basils that people probably know a little bit more. And I think um, compared to basil, it makes it more relatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Like, oh, basil, I've had that. Yeah. And people have heard, like when I say holy basil, they immediately go to basil, like normal basil that you keep in your herb cabinet. And they're like, that doesn't sound that good. I'm like, no, okay. It's not that. But it's kind of, it's like got a hint of that, but there's something, there's like a sweetness to it. Yeah. So bubble gum, I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm stealing that for sure. Yeah. That's the way I like to describe it. Um, Tulsi is a really great meditative herb too. Um, I, I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of, I meditate with Tulsi a lot and it just like brings you into your center. You know, if anyone's yeah. like, oh, I need a tea where I just like really need to center myself. That's really kind of why I created Green Goddess, not to, mm. you know pitch my, my green goddess tea, but that is why I created it. And I created it for a tea ceremony with a bunch of women and I created it for just them. And we drank it week after week after week. And they, and they were like, why aren't you sharing this with other people? And then I decided to share it with other people. And then I did it. (laughs) I created specifically for this women's ceremony circle though. That's when I created it. Um, and this was years ago. And so, yeah, now it's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to touch on this because I saw on the website that you do these ceremonies. Now, I don't know if you've currently been doing them, um, but take me through and take us through like what is the tea ceremony that you kind of do, like that you kind of host? How, what's the layout of it and, and the intention? Yes. So the tea ceremonies are something that I would love to love, love to create more. They're more of an intimate thing that I've done with my friends. Um, I've collaborated with a few different retreats where I've been able to bring my tea to them. But basically, um, when I've created a tea ceremony is I think of an intention. Um, so usually it's a a group of women. So we're centering around gratitude, um, or, and sometimes I've done like specific women's circles where we're centering around hormone balancings or things like that. But when it's like specific, usually my, my favorite intention is gratitude. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a gratitude ceremony. And then Mm -hmm. I find all of these different herbs that I feel are going to give that feeling in that moment. Um, Mm. And so, I mean, for me, it's usually a Tulsi because that makes me feel so grateful and it makes me feel so balanced. But then I'll add in like St. John's wort, um, you know, to like, bring up the the positive energy in the room where I'll bring chamomile to bring, make people feel like in their emotions and feel held. Um, and I just, I, I'll create a blend around an intention. And then I, um, it takes me a while to create it, but then I'll write out a meditation and it'll, it'll be, um, meditations and journaling and then drinking this tea and, you know, having this intimate space with these people where you can, grow through whatever it is that you need and you use this this tea as your ally and as your as your um support system to get you through what you needed in the moment um and 
yeah, it's really been really powerful to me to do it. Um, I do it a lot with myself too. So I just like find different herbs and I sit and I usually, um, I will drink the tea and then I'll kind of sit there and I'll say, you know, what, what is the tea telling me right now? Or what is it? Where do I feel it in my body? Right. And then it's like, okay, I feel it in my heart. Okay. My heart Mm. needs to feel expanded, you know, and then you just let the herbs do the work. Um, and then you journal it out, you meditate it out, you paint it out, you know, you talk, you talk it out and, um, it's just kind of a whole rounded experience. And that's, I, I love to, I don't do it as often as I want to right now currently, yeah. um, but I'm hoping to do it more, um, in the future. And I, re- I, yeah, I just really love it. It's been the, the experiences that I've had have been, um, profound for me and just like, like changing like life changing you know and um yeah herbs have have so much power and when you like just Mm -hmm. sit with them and you just like have no intention except to just let the herbs do the work you know (laughs) (laughs) i i completely agree with with you when you say like just you can feel the herbs you can let them kind of speak to you and i've noticed this when i do when i drink my tea in quiet time like Tea and coffee are very different to me. And the only reason I bring coffee up is because like people compare the two a lot. Um, but to me, tea, and especially when you start to blend it with like other herbs, but even the Camellia sinensis plant, um, which makes up like green tea, black tea, oolongs, um, that alone can speak a lot of different things like in me. And so it's different. For when I, t- I like to take at least, even if I'm taking like a tea to go, I like to take a, like a little bit of time to kind of do like a, a, a small meditation, even if it's like let it, while letting it steep. Because that's the nice thing about tea too is it kind of forces you, you need to take a little bit of time of just quiet, like while you're either waiting for the water to boil, while you're steeping your tea, whatever it is. And so when I do that, I try to maybe say like a little prayer, say, do a little meditation, do put, set an intention into the cup or into the pot. Um, but every morning I've been, I say every morning, I'm not that good, <laughs> but most mornings I love starting my day with a meditation where kind of like what you said, like I, I'll just like, I've actually been doing where actually a lot with matcha, but I'll take a sip. And then I'll think specific. It's been like a lot of manifestation type meditations mm-hmm. for me where I'll take a sip and then I'll think on or I'll meditate on that intention. So whatever I'm trying to manifest, whatever that is, like I picture myself having it or doing it or whatever it is. And then when I'm done with it, like you said, you kind of feel what's happening when I'm done with that, I take another sip and then I move on. I kind of like let that one go and move on to the next one. And it's been a really nice practice. I've only been doing it for like a month now and mo- trying to do it most mornings. Um, like I said, I'm not that good. Absolutely. But- no, that's a great, that's a great place to start. I think if anyone is thinking, oh, where do I start when it comes to meditating with herbs or, um, you know, practicing with herbs I think that's like a perfect you know you have like you said you have that 10 minutes to let it steep 
put your mm-hmm. spoon in there and travel it around circle and just say the same thing over and over again. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. While you're stirring <laughs> your honey in your tea, you know, something yeah. <laughs> like that. Or I'm going to have an amazing day. I'm going to have an amazing day. I'm going to have an amazing day. And just yes. like that super simple way to start. And um, yeah, I think that's great that you have those practices. I hope that other people start to have those practices too, because there's just so much power in it. Um, mm-hmm. And ha- having those couple of moments, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the day, I think we all know it at this point, like it's all a lot of our days are just go, 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 whether you're in like a nine to five job, whatever your day is, you find yourself like just lost in something. And then when you do have the downtime, maybe you're on social media getting lost in that. So it's nice to if you have just five minutes, take advantage of it. Listen to yourself, listen to whatever your body's telling you, whatever your mind's telling you, and set an intention. It's like I said, it's helped me like with some mental health, just emotional health. Like it's just a, it's just one of those little practices I can take with me. And yeah, you don't need to always meditate for thirty minutes to an hour to Definitely two hours. Not. Like people, people get afraid of that because I know like I've heard of practices where people are like, okay, we're gonna meditate for an hour, and this that that thought is like. It's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> an like, hour, I cannot do that. <laughs> right. I, not to get completely off topic, but have you ever heard of Vipassana? No, I have not. So I think that's what it, I think that's what it's called. Um, but my my brother, he did this camp, and it was like a completely, I think it was ten days of meditation. And when I say like ten days of meditation, like you are meditating like twelve hours a day, and it there's like no talking. There's no, they, they even go to the extent of like no eye contact with other people. Oh no, like you have like set meal times where you can, where you have to eat like with everybody. But again, like no human interaction. This is all you time. And I know he's, and it's not to, it's not like that extreme after he did it. He's like, there is little breaks in this. Um, that you do get um, little reprieves with throughout the day. So it's not just sitting 12 hours straight, but he's like, you do sometimes sit for two hours and you just sit and you meditate. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, you should do it. And he's like, oh yeah, a lot of things came up like during that time. He's like that I never really thought about or knew about, but uh, yeah, sorry. That kind of got off a tangent, but no, I was thinking like, that's probably, even though it sounds more to us, it sounds like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. Once you go through that, you're probably like, wow, like that's probably the most transformative experience your brother. It was your brother you said, right? Yes, yeah, my brother. Ever had, you know, it was probably a very transformative experience. <laughs> From the sounds of it, it was very, very transformative. He's he's yeah. the type of guy, he he does some cool things though. Like he does very out there type things and I get to learn from him a lot of times. If I if it sounds scary, I'm like that's eh. cool. That's, I'll let you do that. You, you kind of filter the information to me. <laughs> you can just live vicariously through all of his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I do like a mild version of what he does. I'm like, eh, a 10, di- a 10 day retreat. I think I'll do a day of that. I can do a day of, <laughs> of silence maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and even that though. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. But, but back to the tea, um, mm-hmm. what kind of started like, I guess, when was, like, the first time you did, like, a tea ceremony like that? Was it with yourself or was it with, like, a group of friends? And, like, how, how did you get the idea to do it? Oh, um, the 
the very first time, so it all stemmed back from the Herbal Academy who was giving out a free course on Instagram. And I, I found it, um, and it was a Materia Medica course. So it taught you all sorts, like how to, um, how to um, research your plants, right? And how to put together these, where is it from? And how do I harvest it? And what are the benefits? And it was this long seven-day course on, um, and you could take it at your own pace, but it taught all sorts of yeah. things. And one of the chapters was, um, herbal meditations. And that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. And I'd never heard of it before. And they walked you through it. They said, you pick out this tea. And I was working with, um, basil at the time I got it from my local apothecary. And so that's what I had. And I was like, okay, let me try this. And they walk, walk you through it. They say, pick out your favorite tea. You smell it. You say, what does it smell like? Where does it feel when I smell it? You taste it. You say, how do I feel? Where does it go in my body? And you really, really listen. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first experience I ever had with tea meditations was through that course. Mm -hmm. And after that, it, I, it just started to evolve with more and more <coughs> plants. As I was, yep. as I was learning, um, as I was learning, I would just do a tea meditation with every herb I learned about because I felt like it was part of the process of learning about the plant. Any, anything that I, any herb that I find to do a meditation with just to see what it has to say. Yeah. Um, and so that just became part of my practice when it came to learning about herbs. And the first tea ceremony I did was called the green goddess ceremony and it was a um, cannabis ceremony that my friend Maggie was putting together. And this was many years ago. I think this was in 2016. And yeah. I put together this, this um, tea. And I think the Green Goddess, um, this was the first tea, tea ceremony I did with people. And it, um, yeah, it all stemmed from this Green Goddess and from the class that I took. And it just became part of my, my everyday practice. And I um, have done it a few more times. The last time I did it, this was before pre-COVID, I was doing tea ceremonies in my apartment with a few friends. And we did mm -hmm. um, seasonal ceremonies. And so every season, what um, I would focus on, so summer was fire. So we would focus on fire herbs, like herbs that are in the element of fire um, mm -hmm. and in the season of summer. And so we did a seasonal, we met four times and did a seasonal thing like that. So, um, are there certain herbs that are like dedicated to fire per se, or like, cause I've never heard of that before. So, or did you kind of come up with those? No, it's, it's a real practice. Actually, I'm in, oh. I'm in the process of learning astro herbology which is Whoa. the study Never of planets yeah. and plants. It's okay. wild. Every single plant on this planet is ruled by a planet in the sky. So St. John's mm. War is ruled by Mars. And it has all of these qualities. If you 
look at the qualities of Mars or an Aries. Um, so Aries, the zodiac sign Aries is, I believe, yeah. and I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I believe that Aries is ruled by Mars or the sun or one of those very fiery planets. Okay. And also so is St. John's Wort and um, um, Sunflower and all of these other um, plants are ruled by the different planets. And it's wild um, when you yeah. really, when you dive deep into it and you say, this plant makes me feel X, Y, and Z. And so does it, I feel the same way when, you know, the planet is in Aries. I feel the same way. It's, mm. so it's, it's definitely a, um, for, for me, I'm still learning it. And mm. it's really interesting to learn and to learn that every zodiac sign has their own plants their own plants and herbs here on earth that are already yeah. already their allies because they're they're ruled by the same sign that we're born in and so it's like rose is one of a taurus's ally i'm a taurus and um wrote and taurus is ruled by venus which is like the planet of love and rose is also ruled by the planet of venus hmm. so it's you know really gemini um, Gemini, you know, I have a book. I can look it up. <laughs> um, I can pick it back to you though. Um, yeah, might, might have to, I'm curious now. You, you yes. got me curious and, and I, so I got to, I got to know. That. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. That's cool. People are, people who are Gemini's listening right now. They're, you're, unfortunately you got to DM one of us to, yes, you'll have to, to figure DM it out. Me and ask me what your herb allies are because I can't quite think of it off the top of my head. They would be, um, um, I also don't want to kick myself in the foot because I do want to sound knowledgeable also. <laughs> <laughs> you sound knowledgeable to me. I mean, I don't, <laughs> but also I am completely naive in this field. <laughs> so like, you can tell me anything. By water, I'll be like, oh, I think we are. Um, <laughs> we're, I know we're an air sign. Oh, okay. I See, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That's like the – because, and I only know it because recently for some reason this has been – like coming up a lot, like just in people, this conversation has been not this plant and planet um, type conversation, but just the whole like planet and astrology type stuff has been coming up in my life a lot lately. So I, uh, I did like one day I was like, I don't like, I know I'm Gemini, but like, I don't know like anything really else. And so I've kind of did like a little, little deep dive into it and discovered a little more. So I do know that Gemini's are air signs. What that means from there and what that even means, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process. Learning astrology yeah. is is a never ending you'll learn it forever. You know? Oh yeah. I mean that's isn't that everything? Isn't that the <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> that's uh, life. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's whenever you start to dive deep into anything, you realize, oh, it's a never ending learning process. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. That's, that's the fun just part, life though. I was like, that's, that's the fun part of life is you can kind of take on tea, for instance, and study it for the rest of your life. And I mean, then you add herbs into that and oof, <laughs> yeah, you'll get maybe, I wouldn't even say a quarter of the, of the herbs you'll maybe understand. And then probably not, not even a full quarter no. <laughs> and by the time you're dead. So it's a, yeah, it's a wild no process. Way. That's cool though. That's, that's really cool. And I'm sorry, did you say, how did you, or was that part of the meditation course, the planet and plants 
So that's kind of what started everything with the tea ceremony then. And then you yeah. went to the cannabis ceremony, brought the green goddess, and that kind of exploded mm-hmm. into the ceremonies that you do now. Exactly. Yes. That is exactly awesome. how, how it happened. It was the, the course brought the inspiration. And then I got invited to do this ceremony with some friends um, called green, the green goddess. Um, I believe it was called the green goddess um, or something hmm. very close. <laughs> yeah. um, and, <clears throat> and yes, it just, ex- it just exploded after that. And I just, awesome. I, I, I just love to do it. It's been part of my passion now for a few years, just creating ceremonies for myself. You know, when I'm just like, mm-hmm. I need it. You know, sometimes you just need to sit down with a, an herb and a cup of tea and you just need to let the, uh, the rest of the world go, you know? And so I, I love, I love tea meditations. I love doing the ceremonies and I really hope to do more of it soon. So have you thought of doing any virtual ones? I have, I have thought about it and I will say that sometimes the world seems to make me feel busier than I probably am, but I, sometimes I feel very busy and then I'm like, Oh, I don't, I put a lot of intention into my ceremonies and I, I want to make sure that if I was doing a virtual ceremony that everyone would get the same amount of attention as they were if they were face to face. So I know it's possible though. So I definitely, um, I definitely should probably start to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I only say that cause I was, uh, I had on the podcast, um, Danielle from T and me blog mm-hmm. and she, she was talking about, she actually had to jump off. We had to end the podcast because she had a tea meditation, um, like a virtual tea meditation coming up. So, oh, cool. um, yeah, so I just, that, that thought came to mind. I'm like, well, I don't, but I, there is something to, to sharing the cup of tea in person. And like, I don't know if like you pour it for the person, but like, even like that, like I love doing that. Like I love making tea. If someone says like, surprise me, I like, Hmm. This is fun. Now I get to think about like the herbs that I have, the kind yeah. of situation, like what I want, like to the conversation maybe to be. It's like like flow or like what I want the the vibe. If we're gonna go be going doing something, like yeah, it's like okay, I get to choose this, and there's there's definitely something there. So with that intention, it's like yeah, you can. You said you kind of customize them, and you can maybe send them the custom. But there's still it's it's a missing piece for sure. I think we've mm-hmm. all experienced that over 2020. It's just this whole virtual living. There's it's great. Like I mean, this is incredible that you're in Colorado. I'm in Minneapolis, and we're still exactly. talking right now and seeing each other. But there's definitely something missing. Yes, yeah, and I agree with that. Absolutely, I agree with that. Absolutely, um, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can just start to do more things in person. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Exactly. That's the, that's the beauty. We just keep moving on and keep adapting. Um, yeah. So take me through, cause those were like the tea ceremonies and you kind of alluded before to how you started Jordan and Jane's actually, first off, this might be a stupid question, but who's Jane? So it's not a stupid question. I get it all of the time because <laughs> I run farmer's market booths alone by myself and people yes. be like, well, where's the other person? Uh, <laughs> and so I will say um, how fun fact, how this all started is I had some friends that grew cannabis and they had no idea what to do with their stems. And mm-hmm. I would go see their house and it was piled up everywhere in their house. 
And I was like, so you're just telling me this part of the plant just completely goes to waste? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we have no idea what to do with it. And I'm sure, you know, I know other farmers, um, they'll compost it or they'll burn it or they'll do all these different things. But a lot of people just don't use yeah. the stems. Um, and so I thought that was crazy. And I found some hemp farmers that were in Colorado. And I said, hey, can I have your stems? You know? Um, and so it happened. So Jane is Mary Jane. It is the nickname of cannabis. Mm, um, so okay. Jordan and Jane's. <laughs> I love it. on things. <laughs> yes. I know. Because I was like, am I just missing someone? Like, you keep talking about, like, or, like, everything just says Jordan's the founder. I'm like, where's Jane? Is she, like, a hidden... <laughs> she's hidden in the background she's the like she, yeah she doesn't want to be known really just she's like i need my name thrown in there but <laughs> yeah hey that's the plant though you know yeah she i love that i love that it kind of goes back to your whole ally thing like literally you've kind of taken it to the next level <laughs> it's incorporated into the name of the of the brand absolutely cannabis has been a um ally for me for a very long time um about the same yeah. time that meditation and um writing out my feelings or go anytime any good habit started when i started um indulging in cannabis honestly mm. um and i my yoga habits started then i would always indulge in cannabis and then go to a yoga class when i was uh, mm. younger and i just i um it helped me through a lot i was um, going through i had a lot of stressful moments as we all do when we're 18 19 20 years old <laughs> Um, but it, it did, it helped me a lot and I turned to it, um, and it just kind of evolved into, wow, there's, it's just like this overall plant. It's not just this plant that helps me meditate, but it's also this like healthy, um, like, you know, there's just like, like so many other, um, like basil, you know, there's this this type of basil and then there's another type, it's cannabis. There's the hemp plant, which I use in my teas. And then there's the other stuff, which I, you know, used to meditate and stuff like that. So, um, it's been an ally for me for a long time. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And cause it's like, a, I think people are accepting it more and more as like the world just goes on. Um, cause it's, it is such a, it's an incredible, it's an incredible plant. Like let alone, like besides what you just were talking about, about like indulging and like letting it help with uh, stresses and anxieties and stuff like that. But like, look at hemp and I've recently dove and I say recently like last like two or three years dove super deep into hemp and just the abundance of what it can do from making plastic to making oil to burn as fuel to making literal literal houses out of hempcrete and clothing and like literally it's like it's it's an amazing plant and so the idea of like just the stigma behind it i think is it needs to be talked about it needs to be um just really understood better because for i don't know 100 years it's been kind of demonized and and now people are starting to understand like the differences between hemp and well i shouldn't say cannabis because i think cannabis is hemp but like thc (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like smoking type cannabis like mm-hmm. or like at, the stuff that edibles are made out of versus hemp that's you really i think you can smoke it absolutely absolutely yeah see there's no good way of uh, 
yeah. of describing it, but <laughs> I think you understand what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yes, hemp is um, hemp is like a really underrated magical plant. And when I want to say when I started Jordan and Jane's, I it wasn't hemp wasn't accepted when I started Jordan and Jane's. I started Jordan and Jane's in 2016 and it was accepted in Boulder, Colorado. Um, yeah. but it wasn't accepted in many other places. And I mean, my friends in Florida, I'm from Florida. My friends wouldn't oh, even drink it. You know, they were like, I can't drink this. I'm going to yeah. get fired from my job. I'm, yeah. I'm going to get drug tested. <laughs> I was like, you guys like this is herbal tea. Like, I need mm -hmm. you to trust me, but they were so much stigma behind it and so much fear. And, um, I'm very grateful to all of the states who have started to have those conversations and starting to open yeah. up those conversations that says, look at all that we can do with the one plant. Like you said, like you can make oil clothes, houses, you can, um, smoke to balance out your, um, your, you know, your feelings, your hormones, you know, you can help your brain, you can help your joints, you know, you can do so many things with oh, so one yeah. plant. And yep. I think that's probably why, to be honest, they wouldn't let us grow it for so long is because they realized how much power it had. Yeah. I mean, the, I've heard the story <laughs> that, um, Henry Ford actually created the, his first cars were created out of hemp. Made to run, made to run on hemp. And then a competitor, I think someone, I, I don't know names. And so this is going to sound very vague and which is not good for anybody listening who doesn't know the story. I recommend people diving in and kind of doing their own research because from what I've heard is that there was these competitors to, I don't know if it was Henry Ford, but they were more in involved in the oil industry and they had a little bit more of a say, a little bit more money and they created this propaganda that showed that marijuana created like rapists created these people who were violent and it just became popularized that this plant is a gateway drug. It's going to make your kids lethargic and lazy and, yeah, and, and so from oil and and making a car <laughs> and just trying to get the world to run on better Exa oil. <laughs> exactly, and so it's um, I think people are kind of opening up to and starting to understand this. And the problem is, we have if if it was like a hundred years ago, now we have a hundred years of this infrastructure that is built on oil, and we have an economy based on oil. Like that's what the dollar is tied to is is oil. So. It's a really challenging thing to combat because you're challenging the people who have the most power in the world right now. And so it's, I think that there is beauty in these conversations and in the masses kind of understanding this and talking about it. And just in little things like what you're doing by starting a hemp tea company, I've talked with other um, tea companies who are trying to break the stigma of, uh, of cannabis and hemp and it's we're moving in the right direction. I mean, shit, New York just, I think, legalized cannabis, like for all of record. And they were like one of the strictest, if I'm not mistaken, like, and then all of a sudden it turned like now they're completely legal. It's, it's great. Like, awesome. I love to see it. Something funny about that though, is that they just banned smokable hemp flower. So 
Why? I know because <laughs> that that makes no like if anything the th there's no THC in there. like there's there's no psychoactive like what it's yeah they just banned smokable hemp flour and I'm you just can't like feel thinking, good <laughs> thinking to myself like that doesn't make any sense like all you're trying to do is just just control everything and I mean if yeah. the farmers they, the f- smokable hemp flour is their main source of income you know my my boyfriend actually during covid we went to new jersey and we started a hemp farm so we okay. he's actually a um new, he's a new jersey department of agriculture certified hemp farmer in new jersey wow is um, he but is he with you in colorado yes we are in colorado now but during covid we went back to his family's farm and we started our nice. own hemp farm and Amazing. so all of my um, all of my um, hemp actually comes from his farm, which is called Riverview Beautiful. Hemp. I'm just gonna throw them out there. Yeah, give him a it's shot. Great. Yeah, heck yeah, give him. A uh, shot. <laughs> so Riverview <laughs> Hemp, and he's in Bridgewater, New Jersey. And so I now I get all of my my stems and stuff from his farm, and we grew it all ourselves. And yeah, it was a really fun experience to to just do that. I mean, watching the plants grow from from tiny little things to these huge beings that were taller than me, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hemp is crazy. I've I've never seen it in person, but the pictures I've seen, it's a monstrosity. It's just huge, like taller than houses and stuff and it's like, whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Like I kind of thought it was like I've seen movies like where people are growing weed in their house and like it's just like a little pot but it's a pot. Like it has a limit mm-hmm. to it when when you grow it out in nature, it doesn't have a limit. It can let its roots grow and just it's a, it's beautiful. It's like I said, it's a monstrosity, but yeah. awesome. Some of them are 10 feet tall, you know, Yeah. so yeah. tall. And, and we hand harvested them all ourselves. So we wow. chopped them down and, and hand harvested them all ourselves. And so it was nice. rewarding. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it's nice that you can, that, you know, like there's love going into the whole process, then you know where it's coming from. You're not just buying some, although hemp right now, I don't think is an industry where it's kind of being taken advantage of. Hopefully not yet. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. may head that direction. Um, But yeah, right now, I think many hemp farmers would probably be loving people. But that's, that's really nice. You can support your, your boyfriend's family and, and everything. And Oh, no, that's really yeah. cool. I didn't, I did not know that. That's super yeah. That's awesome. just, that's a, a fun fact that we, I mean, it was just something we did during COVID. We both lost our jobs here in Colorado. So we just went back home and it's been his dream to uh, grow um, hemp. There's actually cannabis in this tent right here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's his dream and, and, and um, goals and desires to do that. And yeah. I love the tea and I love the plant. And I, so it, it just works out that we both kind of have the same ish dream that we can kind of work together. And so we got to grow about a quarter acre of our own hemp. And now all of my tea is grown by me. If I think about it, like all the hemp tea that I have that goes into yeah. what you're drinking right now was like what I grew and what we grew over the summer. So yeah. uh, making That's that go amazing. full circle and saying that out loud, I've never done that yet. Just sounds like, wow. I literally watched these plants grow from the tiniest little seed and then into these huge plants and then harvest them, them mix them with herbs. And now you're drinking them. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> I know. R- remarkable. Are, are all your teas herbal teas or do you have Camellia sinensis? in any of them um i have i have one tea um that is called rise and shine and i use yerba mate and green Mm. tea but also hemp um and 
St. John's Wort. So it's kind of, I, it's, it's a little a, mixed. Yeah. Oh, I like that though. I, I really like that. That'd be, your Ramate is a, a favorite of mine. I think I've mentioned it on as many of these podcasts as I've, as I can, because I love your Ramate. The first time I had it, like, talk about kind of, like, this was something that I, I was going to mention before with people are always like, does like, how do you really know if you're like what this herb is doing? Like if it's actually doing it, I'm like, it's not like when you like smoke cannabis or you drink alcohol or something like you can tell when you're drunk, when you're high, when you, when it's working, when it's doing something like herbs, you have to really take the focus. You have to really put that intention into listening to them Mm -hmm. um, to actually kind of feel what they're doing. So the reason I was bringing that up, and now I'm blanking on why I actually brought that up. Um, what, what, what were we just talking about? And yerba mate. Yerba mate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yerba mate is one of those herbs that it hits you. Like the first time I had it, whew, it was like a trip I was going on. Like just energy, but like it was like a different type of energy that I haven't had before. Like not from mm-hmm. coffee, not from tea, just like super like I was, I was zoned in and focused and I loved it. And then, like you said, when you add it with green tea, like the L-theanine and green tea can help balance that out. Plus the, plus hemp and CBD. And then you, I've never actually worked with a St. John's wort. So that's something I'll have to try yeah. for sure. But, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. St. John's wort. Um, I love a lot. I, you, I tried to make a tea, not tried to, I created a tea when I was learning how to snowboard um, mm. because I wanted to create a tea that gave me more confidence <laughs> and also gave me energy and also made me feel good for all the times I was falling on my ass. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I can put that <laughs> on here. All the times I was falling down. <laughs> no, no, you can. You <laughs> <laughs> should need to edit that out. <laughs> nah, you're good. <laughs> um, but and so yes, yeah, so Saint John's Board is just like this, like confidence building, positive energy herb that I was just like every time I drink it, I could like hit this jump and not fall down. You know, yes. uh, definitely try it if you haven't. It's a really nice one. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to stop by. Uh... It's ruled by the sun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ruled. <laughs> I, again, that's kind of, I don't, well, that's going to be a whole nother podcast because I don't feel, when you, when you feel more confident about that, yes. I, I'll have to have you back on because I'm interested because I, I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about that. And I'm sure people listening would be interested in that too. Yes. Um, we can talk about that on another time. I'll write notes and I'll prepare myself to give you some really good, juicy astroherbology information. <laughs> heck yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so with the the hemp and tea, do you know, this is a question I, I sometimes get um, about like CBD and tea. Do you know like the science behind like how hemp actually and CBD extracts into hot water and that whole process. Do you know much about that? So I think there is a lot of um, confusion around that, uh, around kind of that, how to activate cannabis. Yeah. Yep. So I personally believe that with the stems, they can go into hot water and you can steep it just like any other herb is activated. Mm. Um, I think that that, and I am 
going to go off of what my experience is. And that is that when you want to activate THC, then you have to decarb it where you put it in an oven for a little bit and then you fix it in your edibles. But when it comes to hemp and CBD, I believe that the hot water, just like it would activate any other herb, it would activate it that way. Um, I also, I mean, you can smoke it. So that's, you know, but through a lighter um, and you activate it um, through heat that Mm -hmm. way when you're smoking it. But um, I believe that just like any any other herb is activated with hot water, you could activate the, the hemp and the CBD. And someone might tell me that I'm wrong with that because they'll say, well, you have to activate THC a different way. Um, but it's not THC. We're not activating that. So yeah. I believe that hemp, just like any other herb, can just, you know, you feel the benefits once it's activated in the water. And um, just like with lavender, you feel the benefits once it's activated in the water. Um, that's what I think. And I I could um, be wrong and someone could comment on this or message me on Instagram and say you are totally wrong, but I'm not. <laughs> Um, in my, in my personal opinion, I am totally correct. So (laughs) (laughs) in my experience, in your experience. Yeah. No. And that's, and that's like my experience too. Um, the question, yeah, the, the question has come up too about THC in, uh, in hot water. And if you can make a cannabis or a THC tea where you basically just steep it, but would you have to activate the THC first? Like, have you ever tried that? Have you ever messed around with that? If you're um, using the flower, I would suggest to activate it first. Um, okay. So I don't work with the flower as often. Um, I just work with the material and the um, like the stems. I just mostly work yeah. with the stems. So yeah. I, I let the um, the big boys processors use the flower for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but because also um, with the stems is that the content of the cbds and the thcs they're in the flower you know they're in the leaves they seep slightly into um the the stems right like my stems test at about 25 milligrams of cbd um and then like but the flower tests way higher you know so it's just uh, a little bit different from the flower compared to the stems compared to the leaves compared to the roots you know they're all it's all going to be activated differently it's all going to be used differently um mm-hmm. and that's kind of the beauty of the plant too right yeah. <laughs> i actually i've never really thought about it but are the roots used for do you use the roots at all specifically um i've heard you can you can make root salves you can make different um different tinctures and things carl um my boyfriend who has the hemp mm-hmm. farm, he yeah. he was harvesting the roots, but I don't know if we ever had a game plan with them, but we do have them. So I was like, yeah, that's I'm sure it's it's such a versatile plant, I'm sure it can be used somewhere. If mm-hmm. if not for the tea or for what you guys you guys can at least maybe sell it to someone who Yeah, make a root salve, you know, make something yeah. like a lotion or something. I'm sure there are different um, benefits on the roots compared to um, the stems and stuff. So I'm not yeah. very familiar on the roots, but I could definitely, um, you know, give you some information. I could ask him because I know that he's been kind of doing research on it. 
So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see if someone knows more about hemp roots because I'm not too familiar on the hemp roots. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what's your when did you start drinking tea? Like, what has this been like? Was this around the same time or was this something that you've always had in your life? I no herbal teas and me drinking teas all came at the same time. So I've actually, you're going to laugh, but I am a huge coffee drinker. <laughs> People are like, what the heck? You own a tea yeah, company? <laughs> I'll edit this out because we don't really... <laughs> Don't tell. Don't tell. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Um, but I, no, that's funny. and I do, I mean, I, 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 I drink my coffee in the morning and I have since college, but the, the amazement with tea with me is just like, wow, this is all here on the planet earth. And it all just is here for me to try and for me to work with. And so drinking tea really started the exact same time as me creating, um, these teas, I just um, just started falling in love with plants and what they could do. And I always, then I just kept drinking them and making my tea. And so I was never really connected to tea before I moved to Colorado. When I moved to Colorado is when I started to make this connection with earth. I I came from Florida and there's not very many seasons in Florida. And I also grew up there and it's a beautiful place. Any of those who are from Florida, I love Florida. Um, But I never got this like nature experience that I received Mm. when I moved to Colorado where like, you know, these plants die and then they come back to life. It's fascinating. It started to just really fascinate me. And so I just became enthralled with learning about plants when I moved out to Colorado in 2015. And I started Jordan and Jane's October, 2016. And here we are. So yeah yeah that's awesome where do you get the herbs do you do you grow those too not yet i do plan to eventually i very much plan yeah. to have my own farm and grow all of my own herbs yeah. um shout out to mountain rose organics because i get most of my herbs from them yeah um, that, yeah they're they're a good place i besides the the small i actually went to an herb shop here and they and I was looking at sourcing some larger quantities of, of herbs for myself. And they're like, eh, if we're going to be honest, go through our suppliers, which is Mountain Rose Herbs. So yeah, <laughs> they're like Mountain Rose Frontier Co-op. Those are all great places. I think there's uh, someone called Star Sunburst. West Botanic- Star West Botanicals I use as well. Okay. Um, they give you options between organic, trade, fair trade, or or non. So you have the option to to pick where it comes from and they have a lot of options. And so if mountain rose doesn't have it, I'll usually get it from star West botanicals or from my local apothecaries here in town. So Rebecca's apothecary is in Boulder and I use them religiously. It wasn't for that tiny little shop. My, I mean, my experience would not have flourished the way that it did. I would like look up an herb and run over to my little apothecary and find it and then go home and learn about it and drink it. And that's just what I was doing for, for years. And then, um, and then now I have like this whole herb diary, you know, catalog in my apartment where I just have masses and massive amount of herbs everywhere. Yep. yep. I like, understand I that. I know <laughs> seriously. Cause I luckily in the, this new place that I moved into, they, the homeowners beforehand left this like big cabinet and I was like, I, I, immediately I thought they were taking it with them. And when I moved in, they left it. I was like, 
I'm excited because I was like, immediately I knew this is going to be my urban tea cabinet. Like, and like, it was the first thing I filled up and I filled it completely to the brim real quick. Like I actually now have boxes next to it that are still fill, overflowing with herbs and tea. It's like, okay, I need to figure out so, something to do <laughs> yes. here because it's ridiculous at some point. That's great. I'm sure your house smells great. Oh yeah. Got plants to, got plants and tea and herbs and it's awesome. And actually I just got a roommate and he's, uh, not, he's not as avid of a tea drinker, but I'm slowly making him into one. (laughs) So he brought some tea with him too. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a nice, I was like, it's that cabinet, you open it up and just, you can just like breathe it in. And yeah, it's all the different fruit, like all the herbs in there are like combining into one delicious flavor and it's Love like it. or, or scent and it's like yeah it's it's nice yeah um have you been to the have you been to the boulder tea house i love the boulder tea house oh yeah it is like this beautiful place did you go there when it's you gorgeous. visited not this last time um but i went there so i was in boulder in uh september of 2020 and oh my gosh like it that place is gorgeous just like one the building itself and just the whole atmosphere and like the ambiances it's gorgeous but then the the teas that they have are fantastic also gorgeous (laughs) yeah they're also gorgeous i mean it's it's like talk about like i remember i what's your have, have you ever had puer tea oh i've not you you should try they go there and try some they um have a crap ton of of puer it's p u e r h with a an apostrophe between the u and the e um and it's like so the thing about puer tea is it's a fermented tea but it's not like kombucha so it's the tea leaves are fermented and um for up to like 20 30 years and some of them, like the one that I had there was actually, it's packaged in bamboo and fermented in this bamboo stock or whatever you call it. And you get like a woody bamboo type flavor with the puer tea. And like the puer tea is very earthy on its own, very much, um, uh, how do I say it? It's like a it's kind of like a black tea like so it's it's on that end of the spectrum where like black and puer are very similar like o- similar oxidation levels and everything but it's a lot smoother to me than black tea and but also you can get like it smoky you can get it woody it kind of depends like so they've had one that i have yet to try it's a puer tea that's actually fermented in a tangerine peel wow. so they gut out the tangerine put the packet with puer and then you have this little and it's you can buy it and it's literally still in the tangerine and you open it up and you steep that and it's i'm excited that is so so i'm gonna cool. try it at some point <laughs> but that is so cool <laughs> yeah and i recommend checking that out that is so neat that actually kind of throws me back to jordan and james and the very very first cup of tea i made um, because I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this was before um, I even used hemp stems. So this was when I was at my buddy's house and he had cannabis stems. And I was like, what is this? This is so yeah. cool. And I, um, I took a bundle of the stems and I placed them in a pot. And then I peeled an orange 
and I put the orange in a pot and I went to the grocery store and I got some mint and I put the mint in a pot and I just boiled it all up. And like that's, yep. that was the first time I remember my very first picture on Jordan and Jane's is that it's like a pot of some orange peel and like a little bowl, like a little thing of stems. And that's how it all started. And I didn't even have any idea what I was doing in the beginning. I would actually peel oranges and try to dehydrate them myself. Yeah. And then I was like, this is not effective. I should probably just like <laughs> reach out to some organic orange peel company and see if I can find it already dehydrated. This isn't going to yeah. work. <laughs> yep. And it just all started from there. And I just remembered like trying to dehydrate these oranges and trying to like chop them up in my food processor and like all these different things that just weren't working in the beginning. Um, and then it just evolved into like getting smarter and learning like, Oh, I could, you know, find these herbs in other places and I don't have to dry them out on my patio yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've, I've done that same thing in my apartment before this. I would, every time I'd peel an orange or a grapefruit, I'd just lay it out and I'd be like, all right, just dry out. And actually I have an air fryer and I think you can use the air fryer. You just have to set it at a really low temperature. Whoa, I that's kind of cool. Yeah, I w- I'm, I'm going to dabble in it. Now, the one thing I've heard, and this makes sense too, if you're going to be doing drying your own peels, make sure they're organic peels. You don't want to be, because I think actually the ones that I have were not organic. I was just excited and I've, yeah. I've made a, a few teas out of that, <laughs> but I'm still here. I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm you're good. still here. You're fine. <laughs> but don't want to be drinking that daily. Definitely want to use the organic stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't tried the air fryer yet. I'd like to see what that's, that's like. That's interesting. I don't, I've never heard the air fryer. Now I have a dehydrator, you know, four years yeah. later you would, <laughs> and I have a dehydrator now. So I, if I wanted to, I, I could, but also ch- chopping them up into tiny little itty bitty pieces is the hardest part. So, Oh yeah. Um, oh, for I, but it's fun. I, oh yeah. It's fun. I mean, for me, I would let it dry in like the bigger pieces and then try to cut it up. Although that was that was hard because like you'd cut it and it'd be like so hard at like some point you'd cut it and then like pieces would like shoot left and right. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess this is getting yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it was, I'm just making it for myself, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. eh, whatever. But the grapefruit peel, I've really, I actually cut that into thin strips, and that made it a lot easier than to cut it into smaller pieces for my tea and and everything. And I love grapefruit. I don't know if you've ever worked with like grapefruit peels and stuff but I haven't and and it might be because of like as a kid I never liked grapefruit so mm, yeah. maybe I just have never used it now as an adult because I've had that thing in my brain where it's like grapefruit is yep gross and your great grandma only eats grapefruit you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now yeah I, I've heard that um and I have some friends that really enjoy that too so I should definitely give it a try again um, you can make a grapefruit tea in homage to your great grandma, is unless she's still around. Yeah, well, still homage to her. No, uh, yes, it's definitely an homage. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I've never tried grapefruit before. Um, mm. Not in a long time. Yeah, that's like a, that's like one of those weird things. Like with me, I was uh, I was always weirded out with cottage cheese, <laughs> and then I recently tried it, and now I'm like in love with it. But like mm-hmm. growing up, I was just so grossed out just because of how it looked. Mostly, I was like, "This yep. is gross." Bananas and then, for that word was that way for me, and bananas. For and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Eight of them. I, yeah, it's uh, it's so you like bananas. Every day. 
Yeah. Was, <laughs> yep. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. I've heard with banana peel, if you're growing your own plants, I've heard it's good to soak banana peels in like a jar of water. And then you can use that water to um, water your plants. And it actually provides a lot of like, it's like a natural fertilizer. That's so that's a fun thing. If you want to try that. Fun fact. That's cool. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Yeah. I still have yet to try that one. Actually. I don't eat, I don't eat enough bananas to be yeah. honest. I'm going to start doing that. I eat a lot of bananas now. <laughs> yeah. So what's, um, I guess like what's next with, with Jordan and James, do you have any like fun things that you're kind of working on? Like that you are willing to, to share or I guess like what? Just, yeah. What's... Yeah. Um, so for Jordan and James right now, I, right now I work full time. Um, at this really beautiful art gallery in Evergreen, it's called Center for the Arts. And so that takes up a little bit of my time right now. So I just am keeping up with like the orders that I have. And um, I'm in a few stores right now. So I'm in um, a store here in Colorado, two in New Jersey, and three in Texas. And my goal by the end of the year is, by the end of the year, or just like my goal in general, is to get in at least one state and or one store in every state. That's my goal. So I just really want to expand. I, I want everyone to be able to know about me and about my teas. And I mean, I I was talking to Carl about this the other day. He says your teas they really they kind of sell themselves. You don't even have a sales pitch. He says, yeah. <laughs> and I and it's true. I don't. And I think that you know, learning that is going to be the next step in Jordan and James. Like getting that business mindset so I can expand, I can get into more stores, I can, you know, do more tea ceremonies, I can start to do retreats, I can start to do like all sorts of really fun interactive things because that's what my tea is to me. My tea to me is like this this moment in time that brings me and you together or that brings you and someone else together. And like that's what mm. this the tea is for me. And it's like I'm an event planner, and so in my mind, I'm just like, how can I bring more people together? And Jordan and James mm-hmm. is like my way to do that, and mm-hmm. doing it through ceremonies or doing it through retreats. And um, so I hope to start doing more personal things in the future. And then I'm also just really trying to expand. I really want everyone to be able to have access to my teas, and um, those darn Instagram algorithms are really messing with me. So right, I am I not doing too good online and anymore. And there's going to be some more face-to-face interaction is what I need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think like the farmer's markets way, farmer's market way is, is a good way to go. But like, I've, I've been noticing that too on my Instagram. Like, what is this? I have over a thousand followers. I'm getting 30 views on my stories. Like mm-hmm. what the heck, <laughs> like not that it's all about the likes and the follows. Like I get that and I'm all about that. But at the same time, I'm like, something's off here. Like, like, something's not right. What's going on. I need you. To yeah. Know what it's like I'm doing <laughs> exactly like you don't have to like it, but I at least want you to know it's there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what the heck? Just wanted to it's, show up. <laughs> yeah. I know that's been that's a whole thing because I don't really understand how that works. And mm-hmm. luckily, I have a cousin who's in uh, digital marketing, and he works for he's worked for a few bigger companies. He's with LinkedIn right now, um, but yeah, I kind of bounce ideas and things off of him because I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Help, <laughs> help yes. me get a get my brand to grow. <laughs> that's what I need to. I need help. I am. Um not very good at asking for help as I've been mm. told multiple times. And I actually <laughs> do need help when it comes to marketing. 
Um, I try very hard, but I'm just not that great at it. And so if I, um, I'm grateful, so grateful that you found me. I mean, I don't even know how that happened. You know, shout out, shout out Keaton. Oh yeah. See, and that was a personal relationship. That wasn't, that was a personal, yeah, I was like, that wasn't even anything. That was because Keaton day. Yeah. Thank you, Keaton. He's a badass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's a cool guy and I was, I'm really grateful. For, yeah. uh, for him introducing us. But yeah. yeah, are you doing all, like everything yourself right now? Do you have like the packaging, the everything? Yes, I do everything myself. So um, I, you know, from the moment we harvest the plants, I break them down, the stems, I break them down a million times until they're, you know, tiny. And then I yeah. make all the blends myself. I, I hand blend them, I hand craft them, and I hand stuff each individual bag. And, um, yeah, it's all handcrafted by me. And eventually I should call an, an intern and see if she'll help me or him, him will help me and see if I can get some. Yeah. But yeah, right now it's all me. Um, it's been just me the whole time and I, I love it. You know, it's really like my own personal project and like I, everything that I go through, Jordan and James goes through too, you know? So if I'm <laughs> yes. having some down moments, Jordan and James is, hasn't, you know, is probably, hasn't made some sales, you know, it grows with me. And so as I am evolving, so will my brand. And so I'm excited to see where Jordan and James goes, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see myself at a whole foods eventually to be, I want to be that big. I mean, it's just me and I know I'm going to need help to get there, but who knows? I mean, you know, I, I don't know who knows everyone else has done it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Like I, whenever I have like those kind of, doubtful questions when like i think of like whether it's growing this podcast whether whatever it is i'm like why not me like why like yeah i mean i i've drawn inspiration from uh the joe rogan podcast or the joe rogan experience and stuff like that and he talks about all the time like he would just meet with people and talk and just because he was interested in them he just loved having conversations with people and shit that's like that's what I love doing. I love just mm-hmm. being able to like I've seen all your posts and like I've been following you on Instagram for like a year now and but I've and we've like messaged but like it's nice to actually get to know you and Absolutely. like stuff like that. So if you just I'm a firm believer that if you just keep putting energy into it and if you keep really setting those intentions and and meditating on it and going after it some great things are going to happen and you're going to have the downs, you're going to have the ups, but I the the trend if you're looking at it i'm sure is is a nice upward trend and yes that's cool but yeah i mean shit maybe if someone's listening to this and maybe uh hit you up they could they could help out hey that would be great if you're open to it (laughs) if you're open to it i'm so open to it i'm like please come to my apartment and help me bag tea like i need all that in the world (laughs) right that's oh yeah that'd be so cool and kind of speaking on those bags because you do do you just do tea bags right now do you do any um right now i just do tea bags um because i i package everything into boxes um yeah yeah your packaging i love the boxes yeah they're beautiful. The the logos, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a little little glare, but I see it. Yeah, and I'm and definitely I, I like the logos. I like the the font and everything. It's uh. Thank you, Sauna Packaging. Um, they are a company in Boulder. They actually they are a really amazing company. They make hemp plastics, and they are trying really hard to get into the different industries. And they do um, reusable um, like joint holders and re and like, they're really amazing sauna packaging. They were the first company 
to make my, they helped me with my logo and made my box and stuff the first time around. And so they were nice. someone that I worked with in the beginning of, um, about my time. And so they helped me out with my, my packaging a little bit and yeah. thank you for, I like it too. I, I like the colors. It's very bright. They're all very bright. I love <laughs> matches who you are. You seem like a very bright and shiny person. And yeah, it's, it's I don't know, Jordan in a box. <laughs> Jordan in a box. I'm going to rename I it. Mean, that's the, that's the beauty of like when you get to create a, a brand and like go on that journey, it's literally, it's yours. Like you get to make it express who you are. And like, I've, I've had countless people go on my website and be like, your website's so chill. Like, it's just a very, like you, like it calms me as I'm like scrolling through it. I'm like, good. That's, I kind of want to give that impression off as a person. Mm -hmm. That's what I've wanted to do with my Instagram. That's what I've wanted to do with. And I'm like, that's what tea to me is. It's like, very relaxing like yeah like i do use tea to like get energized sometime and, and amped for the day but it's like it's that's the beauty i love like the idea of starting a brand starting whatever it is that people are out there trying to do which is like make it yourself don't focus on what people might want and what people might want to see because they're going to be drawn to something that's you like if especially like when they get to hear like your story hear about who you are they're like oh that sounds cool and then they get to like see Jordan in a box. And then they're like, this makes sense based on what I heard on the Team Egos podcast because everyone's listening. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, anyone can do this, you know? Anyone that just believes in themselves just can can make anything happen. And I've been doing this since uh, 2016. And I remember getting a call a few years ago from, I have no idea who. I thought it was in someone important. It probably wasn't anyone important. And it was someone calling me to tell me that I couldn't sell my tea anymore because it had, it, it was probably a prank call. And I was so terrified out there. Like, yeah. You don't have the right licensing. And I was like, so what licensing do I need that? I needed a tax license. I learned. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, but like, and it was just a person who just called me and said, you can't sell your tea anymore. And I straight up did not sell it for like a year and a half. I did like, straight oh, on halt, like fear just took me over. And I was like, I don't even know who this person called. I don't know what licenses I need. And I just freaked out and I stopped. And mm. I, um, yeah. it wasn't until, I mean, it was like just complete halt. Like yeah. all my stores were gone. I, I was in like 10 stores in Colorado at one point back in like 2017. And it was just complete halt and fear just took over everything. And then you know, eventually I just wasn't afraid anymore, I guess. And That's then it awesome. just started to re-evolve and I started to pick it back up into where it is now. And it's like almost rebranded now because it had that moment of like halt and scariness where I was just like, who is this? Like, no, no one called me back. It was a one-time call, happened one oh, time. Shit. And I, yeah. and I called, you know, Colorado and I got my whatever license, tax license. It could have been a prank call for all I know. And it literally deterred me forever. And for a while, not forever, but for a, a year or so, it deterred me. And I just hope that anyone who's listening and is like, oh, I'm in this fear base and I can't do it, just like, don't believe in that. Because yeah. if I were to keep pushing, and I always tell myself, like, it's okay that you went through that. You know, it's yeah, okay that you had this halt moment, but just don't ever do it again, you know, because this is a good brand and you are doing good and you can just keep pushing it through and believe in yourself. And you know, the more I believe in me, the more Jordan and James grows. So it's just, yeah. it's like, yeah, 
it's a wonderful. I love journey. that. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. That's a it's a nice sentiment and nice uh, nice reminder. I think, and because it's whether it's starting a company, whether it's whatever you're doing, going and working out, just whatever. I don't know shit. Yeah. Whatever whatever you're going through in life, it's like because I I do that too. I've I've succumbed to fear too many times in my mm-hmm. life. And too many times. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks because I look back. I'm like, oh, that. Like that sucks. <laughs> missed opportunity there. Missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So like now, whenever I get those, I've tried to tell myself whenever there's a feeling of fear, it's probably because there's something good on the other side of that fear. Always. And yeah, the the exact when whenever I feel anxious, I'm like, okay, this is good. That means I'm on the right path. Like that means that there's something, like because there's like difference in like fear that's like telling you like yo actually avoid that like there's a difference in that fear versus the fear of like what's next and like yeah, the what's ego being the e- exactly exactly and so that's a good reminder for myself for you for anyone listening just because I, I mean shit i probably experience it daily <laughs> like that's that stuff and so it's like just being able to overcome it and and do and move forward and whatever projects i'm working on whatever anything it's yeah yeah you always have to push forward i think that's the biggest thing especially with building a brand and um building an idea or even just yourself like you said like going to the gym or anything that just keep moving forward is the biggest thing consistency Um, consistency is i I mean again like if there's a few things i've learned in life in my short 25 years thus far it's just being consistent is like the key to to like making progress with anything and so that's just what i keep trying to tell myself like hey is if as long as i do one thing today maybe it's not the full list i had written out but it's one thing in the right direction cool absolutely yeah yeah and like whatever that is so i did have i think because i know we're kind of running a little short on time but I, i was curious um did you have you ever done any like traveling for tea or like any travels specifically around like herbs or like in, in that sense? You know, I have a little bit, but not like, I think in the sense that you're, you're thinking. So I haven't really traveled around, um, to look like, which sounds amazing. Honestly, it sounds like, like being able to go to different, um, like States and say, these are the States herbs. Actually, that was like my dream way back. Right. was, That'd be the, cool. like traveling, going on hikes in Utah and saying, oh, these are all the plants that are in Utah. Which ones are edible? Let's That'd make be Utah really cool. tea. You know, these yeah, are all the yeah. edible plants in Colorado. Um, and so I would say that's the only thing I have done is like gone on some hikes and here in Colorado in town. Um, that's mm-hmm. been my most experience with just like kind of hunting for herbs, like like the dandelion. You know, I, yeah. I'm always ready to, to uh, you know, look for some dandelion and um and, and travel a little bit to see, to find it, to find the perfect, you know, and healthy and organic dandelion. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I haven't been able to travel really outside, um, of where I am to find any teas. I mean, that sounds so, so amazing, honestly. Um, but no, I haven't done that yet. Um, yeah, just in Colorado. Yeah. I really haven't either, but it's, uh, hundred percent something on my on my list and i love hearing like travel is another one of those things that i absolutely love and like whenever i do it 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 just brings me life and i mean i 
I thought if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have at this point in my life been living abroad somewhere else. So very strange how just life works that way. But it's uh, and like definitely on my list is to like go to Japan and like go try an actual like matcha ceremony and like do stuff like that. And that's so I'm curious. I'm always curious when I have people on the on the show just wanting to see what their experience is with that. And but that's cool. I've never really thought of it from that sense of going to a state and being like, what grows in this state naturally? Let's try. Let's try it. Like let's yeah. try like from like a whether either you find it. I'm not confident in my and this is not telling people to go and just start picking herbs and drinking them because <laughs> yes, <no. laughs> again safety first. Don't do that. <laughs> you you can get really hurt if not die. Um, <laughs> go to like a local farmer who actually knows what they're doing and yeah. has tried it out and trying an herb there. That sounds more my style because <laughs> again mm-hmm. I'm not not that smart yet. So it's uh that's oh, well, really cool. It is cool. In Colorado, they do harvest hikes here. So there's I've heard a, that. a group of people that will go up when the spring hits and they'll like harvest all these different plants that grow naturally here in Colorado. And I've always wanted to do that. I didn't get to do it this um, last year because I was in Jersey. So I'm hoping this year to yeah. find a group of people that I can do on like harvest hikes and just like they teach me, you know, they're the experts and oh, I just yeah. learn from them. And, and um, yeah, I mean, Colorado things grow crazy wild here that are very beneficial beneficial for you and I haven't had that mm-hmm. hands on experience. So I hope to have yeah. some more hands on experience like that here soon and it's gonna be so fun. <laughs> oh yeah. That sounds amazing. The my I guess closest experience to something like that is going mushroom hunting for morel mushrooms. And my those, dad does that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh there I've never been successful. I've only gone like a handful of times. But I, there was, like, one time I, like, saw these guys, like, walking out with bags, bags full. And we're like, this is amazing. Like, let's go. I'm sure, like, if they if they got this many, like, there's definitely, more, like, so many more out there. Couldn't find a single one. They it took was them so all. Ups- yeah, I was like, <laughs> they really took them all. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, clearly they, they, they didn't. But it was just like, man, I've, yeah, I'm, it's, a, I think it, I always get confused. I think it's, like, the season is coming up here soon for those because like the temperature has to be just right in the soil for the the mushrooms to grow and again that's like another weird one where there are poisonous mushrooms that kind of look like morels yeah (laughs) so mushrooms are a little bit harder to detect the correct mushroom like mushrooms are where you really need like an expert to help you with that because you could eat the wrong mushroom and See ya. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you'll go on a on a trip. Yeah, or <laughs> <then> that. <laughs> like, all knows. right, see you later. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> see ya, ego. Yeah. <laughs> have like an ego death real quick. <laughs> oh, oh, that's mushrooms. funny. Mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> mushrooms a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, that is. I was like, you can make tea out of mushrooms. You can. Um, uh, do you have any experience with like reishi and like chaga and lion's mane stuff like that? Not as much as I would like to. Um, it's definitely those, yeah. it's definitely a family that I need. I, I'd like to dive into a little bit more for sure. Yeah, yeah. I I love those. I got into them probably like two or three years ago at this point. And I don't know. There's mushrooms are like you said. It's a 
if you want to just take a little sliver of like the herbal plant realm, the whole fungi, like that mushrooms, like you said, that's a completely separate thing that, man, you can dive deep into those because there's, I mean, like we were just talking about, there's psychedelic mushrooms, there's just edible, delicious mushrooms, there are um, med- medicinal type mushrooms, there are poisonous mushrooms, yeah. there's you have mushrooms is like astrology it's like never ending it's never ending it's it's a wild wild um just topic and yeah but i think that there's a lot of cool that's kind of another thing that i think is starting to kind of drop a stigma because i think a lot at least for me growing up mushrooms were either edible and like the baby bella mushroom baby bell or whatever like those white cap mushrooms like the ones that you just throw in like omelets and stuff or they were poisonous like it was like yeah they're either like gonna kill you or they're gonna or or psychedelic i guess like or you're gonna basically die because you're gonna bring your brain's gonna turn to mush and it's like now i'm like oh there's actually so much more and it's so different like my mind is just completely open to a lot more different um, yeah, I think I had the same experience that you're, you're you're talking about. Like as a kid, I was like, oh, they're either really bad or I can eat or I can eat them. Like don't pick them off the ground, but eat the ones oh, yeah. I gave you. And mm-hmm. and now as an adult, you know, you open your mind and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a whole world of of medicine. And definitely, yeah. um, I would probably I would love to take like a workshop or something on mushrooms yes. where I just like gather all the information at one time. Um, I don't, or like gather a little bit of information at one time, you know, so I can be like, oh, yeah. I can, I understand this a little bit. I think that taking on a self study of mushroom would, would just take feel crazy for me, yeah. you know? So maybe I'll yeah, yeah. course and learn a little, a little bit, but, um, but yeah, mushrooms are definitely just a totally different world. Yeah. But it's amazing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they're everywhere. And like, that's just plants. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just walk around, like there are mushrooms everywhere like they grow i mean same with plant like it's just when you start to like really like go on like a walk and you just like start to understand a little bit like what's that like what's that like what's that and like nowadays there's like even an i think there's a app on google either like a way that you can just take a picture of something and it'll tell you what it is mm-hmm. so it's like yeah if you have service and you just kind of take a snap a picture it's like oh this is this it's like whoa that's that's crazy. I think I did that on a few hikes in uh, Colorado recently. Yeah, like it's in a really September. cool app. Yeah, I have it. It's yeah. really cool. You learn so much just by. I mean, you're technology man. And right <laughs> again, such a such a beauty. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, um, give yourself a plug. Where can people find you? Let's let's change these algor- these Instagram algorithms. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, so my Instagram is. I have an Instagram. It's Jordan. So J O R D. A-N and Janes, J-A-N-E-S. Jordan and Janes. It's my company. It's my Instagram. It's my website. It's anywhere you want to find me. It's just Jordan and Janes. And yeah, follow me on the Instagram. And I got all kinds of good new teas. I actually just dropped a new tea. It's called As Told by Ginger. Um, It was my holiday tea for like the longest time. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this full round. And so I just dropped a new tea. It's a ginger, chamomile, cinnamon, blend, cardamom, and all these really yummy warming okay. herbs. And just like, yep. it's supposed to be for holiday, right? So it's like a nice holiday tea, but it's, uh, it's now it's year round. So 
that's my tease. And um, yeah, I'm so grateful that we were able to connect and, and have this conversation. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to, next time I'm in Boulder, maybe we can stop at the Boulder Tea House and, yes, and I would meet. Love and that. that would be, I was like, that would be amazing. I, I feel like I've been, I've found like a new home in Colorado, just having been there now two times in like the past six months. It's been, I've been really, really loving that state. And it's a, yeah, you're, you're in a pretty cool state. So yeah, I'll be back for sure. And I'll, if I'm in Boulder, I'm definitely going to reach out to you. It'd be, it'd be lovely to meet you in person. Actually. Yes, it would be nice to meet you in person too and have a cup of tea with you. And yes, I mean, Colorado is home, I think to many, it's a healing state and it's, it's an amazing place to be. And it's the reason why Jordan and James blew up there is the way it is because yeah. if it wasn't for Colorado, I don't think I ever would have created this brand. And so I am majorly grateful to this state. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a beautiful place. I hope you come see me soon. <laughs> yes, I know. I hope so too. Well, thank you. Anything else that you want to um, um, I guess, you out. know, I was thinking um, if we wanted to do a discount code to your listeners, you know, we could put it in yeah. notes or something like that. And for sure, uh, do like 20% off and we'll, we'll talk about it and could do a, a code and get some online to my online store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll add that to the show notes and I'll, uh, I'll definitely, yeah. Add that at the end of this episode, but cool. thank you. Thank you, Jordan. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. I this was nice it. talking to you too. So. Awesome. Alrighty. Bye. <laughs> Thank you to Jordan for that fun conversation. Check out her work at jordanandjanes.com and give her a follow on Instagram at jordanandjanes. Remember to use code FRESH at checkout for 20% off your order with her. Thank you for tuning in to the show. To stay up to date, hit the subscribe button and follow Fresh Steeps on all social media platforms. And to end today's show, the Urban Dictionary T-Word of the day. And today's T-Word is none other than than hemp. Hemp, a term used to refer to varieties of cannabis sativa grown for industrial, non-drug purposes. Varieties approved for industrial use have very low THC content, the main psychoactive cannabinoid. Varieties cultivated for recreational or medicinal uses have higher concentrations of THC, but generally have poor fiber quality and therefore not used industrially. Hemp has many uses, some of which are Textiles, paper, fuel, food, oil. Hemp cultivation is regulated in some countries and outlawed in others, much like varieties of cannabis used for recreational or medicinal drug use. Hemp is not synonymous with marijuana, weed, ganja, Mary Jane, etc. Whilst THC is present in all cannabis plant varieties to a certain extent, the THC levels in hemp are minute and have little intoxicating effects. So unless your dealer is trying to scam you, he won't be selling you an ounce of hemp. You buy hemp from hemp factories, not from drug dealers. It's pretty pretty realistic. It's a, you know, sometimes Urban Dictionary does well with their definitions. Who would have known? And hemp, a large group or gathering of hipsters. There's a large hemp gathering around that Death Cab for Cutie poster. Now that seems more along the lines of Urban Dictionary. Well, thank you again for tuning into today's show. Really appreciate it. Remember, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, um, leave a review. Really appreciate it. Love it. And have 